Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, at Big Meach 41, and soon to be on TikTok. That's right. Now, this is the special edition of the podcast, my interview series with a very special guest. Our guest today is from originally the Washington, D.C. area. He went to high school at Maine Central Institute, correct? Right. Make sure I get all this stuff right. As a senior in high school, he was Parade National High School Player of the Year, McDonald's All-American. Speak on it. Played basketball for UC from 1999 to 2000. Not very long. Just had a cup of coffee. That's all you need if you if you great. <laughs> <laughs> and he was off to the 2000 NBA draft as the number six pick to the Atlanta Hawks. And he just finished playing in Ice Cube's the Big Three tournament. That's what's up. We like to welcome in, I call him Slim. A lot of people call him Slim, DeMar Johnson. What's going on, Slim? Shut up, man. Appreciate the introduction. That was good. Was that, did I do okay? Yeah, that was good. You know, we'll, we'll get more into your story and, and learn all the, the little intricate details of that path and that journey. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, what, what's been going on with you? Just give us a quick update. Um, well, back in been back in Cincinnati since January. Um, just as you talked about, I was only here one year, so I got a lot of school to, to finish up. So I'm trying to knock that out. Also, that's commendable. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's not easy. Now, now, why'd you find that important to do? Um, well, I always figured that um, I would I would try to try to finish up, and you know they got programs in the NBA that you know give you the opportunity to do that. But at that time, I wasn't. I was so worried about. You know, my career, I wasn't, you know, taking the, the classes that they were offering. So now right. that, you know, my career was um, winding down, um, I, I talked to Mick, and, and Mick thought it'd be a good idea, you know, if I come back and, you know, help out coaching with the guys and, you know, and also fin- finish up school so I can, you know, be able to tell my kids that, you know, I'm a, I'm a college graduate that, you know, and I'm, I'm Dean's List the first my first semester. I can Uh-oh. tell my kids, man, I'm, I'm on the Dean's up. List. You know, I ain't been to school in 16 years. So you, know, <laughs> you definitely have no excuse to be out here getting bad grades. Now, now, how, how difficult was that to, to go back to school after all these years and still be a good student? Um, well, now my, my mindset is different. Yeah. I was here the first time. I, I knew I was here for a year. So yeah. it, it, it didn't matter. Basketball was my priority. Um, now, um, I guess it's, it's, it's harder. It's, it's hard and easy because I got to do a lot of reading, but, you know, the answers are, are all there. You know, we got the internet. You can look stuff up. <laughs> right. Man. It's a different game now. Yeah, yeah it is. From 1999. That, that, ain't, that ain't fair, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was in school. This wasn't yeah. available. We it's not we... always there, though, when you think. It's, it's not always that simple just to look something up and it's there. But teachers are, teachers are getting crafty, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure they are. Well, 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 DJ, a couple things that I want to do today. I want to have you a part of our podcast. We do a lot of different things, um, but also I want to intertwine your story in between our, our podcast. And one of the things that we do when we start off is something called the stat game. 
And being that it's our 37th episode, what we do is we tie in the number of episode with some different stats from different sports, baseball, football, and basketball primarily. So you're going to be a part of uh, 37. And correct me if I'm wrong, but are you 37 years old? I'm 37. There we go. There you have it. Tying it all together. Well, I got, I got a quick question. Yes, sir. Who who else is a part of the 300 um, bench club? You, you mentioned <laughs> I know he wasn't a part of it. Who who is a part well, of that club? Well, 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 well. First off, Slim, let me tell you, it it, it wouldn't be a big deal to me, except to, he was talking trash. So Mario was telling everyone that he was going to be able to bench press 300 pounds. And myself and Jamal Lucas, who you know, J-Mo told him, it's not that easy, bro. Like, you don't understand. You can get to 275, but from 275 to 300, it's a different animal. Right. It's a lot more traffic in those streets. Absolutely. (laughs) And so we had a little bet going. And he said, give me two weeks. Give me two weeks. And I, I gave, I gave, well, he, he had been, let me, let me, let me preface when I say two weeks prior to that, his bench press had increased to 275. And so he was saying he needed two more weeks yeah, to okay. then reach 300. Okay. So I gave him the time. I gave him an extra week cause he went on vacation, yeah. but he didn't reach that 300. Do it. So to answer your question, that vacation t- <laughs> took it out of you. That's impressive though. 275. Yeah. I mean, he's a strong cat, Yeah, but you know, that three, I'm actually in a 300 pound club I assume, I assume that yep um, do you do you remember michael horton yeah he's in it too yeah he and i were the he and i were the first two guards mm-hmm. that season to reach that at uc and then i think uh dewan baker okay um got it but yeah yeah i've never been a part of that club <laughs> well you, you don't need a bench 300 to be a good ball player right 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 you hey, <laughs> did that very well so jumping into the stat game we're going to start off with baseball our intern, Will, who's not here today, he, he's sick. He's got a touch of uh, bronchitis, looked up these different stats uh, for us. But quickly, one thing with uh, with baseball, there was a guy named Wes Farrell. Okay. You ever heard this name before, Glenn? No. Played 1927 to 1941. Oh, okay. Way, way before anybody cared. How dare you? He, <laughs> he was a pitcher. Now, he played for a lot of different uh, Major League Baseball teams, but primarily— He played for 37 teams. He played, no, he didn't, but he played with the Cleveland Indians the longest. And through his career, according to Will, he is the one pitcher who has the most home runs okay. for a career. All right. And is 37. Okay. That's pretty impressive. How about— do you think we'll ever see in baseball a pitcher that could be a home run hitter? And why haven't we seen more of those? Well, they pitch fewer outings now as well. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like Bumgarner apparently is like a really good hitter. I think um, there's somebody else that's a um, a top-notch pitcher that's, that's a, a solid hitter, but – I mean, you know, Babe Ruth was a pitcher, right. that, that, so but I mean, that doesn't count. He doesn't count. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it, thirty-seven seems like a lot. Yeah, because I don't know how many games it took him to get to that point. I would like to see the who's like number two on the list, but yeah, thirty-seven was also Dave Steeb's number. S T I B. Who, who, who? If you if you're getting a uh, uh, Toronto Blue Jays throwback, that that's the that's the one you get. 
Why is that the one? It's it's just it's just it's the one. It's just bizarrely Canadian. Yeah, yeah, Th- yeah. Thirty seven Steve, like no no had S T E I B. That's right, like right. a weird name. So, the Blue yeah. Jays, the, the uniform I had always were dope. So so if Drake is listening, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out Drake. Who's your baseball team, Slim? I don't have one. Okay, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> that was thirty seven. Does seem low to me. I you think it seems low I for a pitcher? It seems low, especially all, for all time. For for career all time. Yeah, I saw them back then. There were like pitchers hit and yeah, yeah. It seems like it would be yeah. a little bit different. Like but. back in the day, you might have your quarterback might also been your linebacker, and like because you didn't have as many yeah players. That much money wasn't involved in the game as it is now, so you don't got to save your yeah. guys. To, um, yeah, people didn't right. specialize like right. that. But I think it would be dope though if now if there was a pitcher who could like. Knock it out the park. Like, that would be dope. So but there's too. a dude yeah. in Japan that's like that that's supposed to be coming here that's like a top-notch power hitter. And, like, uh, I think he pitches with both hands as well. Really? That's yeah. Special. See, baseball needs something and like I, that right I now. wonder, like, surely if, you know, you got hundreds of switch hitters, mm-hmm. why can't someone pitch with both hands? Apparently there was a situation last year that was crazy. It's a dude that, that does this, but – I don't think he's good enough. Who pitches both hands? Yeah, because okay. my thing is, if you can pitch with both hands, then we double you up. You you pitch tomorrow yeah, and yeah. today. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like like yeah. we saving money on this cat, or or right, or you right. just pitch one hand. Yeah, to yeah, each yeah. Thing. We just get a pitch count for each each, each arm. Right. But um, apparently, he um got went up against somebody, and they said it's like the first time that this is noted as happening that he went left hand. And then the batter switched right hand. And then he switched right hand, and it was just back and forth. And they basically said that they had to make a new rule because this was just going, like, back and forth. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to pitch this way, and you switch around. And I, and I think that the pitcher has to declare at the beginning of each at-bat. What hand? Wh- which, which hand he's pitching. Really? And then the hmm. hitter is allowed to react. But before, like, last year – that was just kind of off the books. I, my thing is, don't declare. Just stand straight, and then you just go into your windup from right. from you know a little trickery. I guess you had to play around with the glove, dog. I guess that was the yeah. Thing. You just kind of well, got there barehand. Well, well, baseball needs a little bit of a of a pick me up, so they need they need to have someone like that, you yeah. know, just just to kind of switch it up a little bit. Well, moving on to basketball. Here's our here's our thirty seven stat for basketball. And I I think this was pretty easy for Will to find. He found this right away. Last season on January 23rd, 2017, Clay Thompson had 37 points in the third quarter versus Mario Deramus's Sacramento Kings. He went 13 for 13 from the field, an NBA record. DJ. Yeah, I watched that. What's the most points you've ever had in one quarter? In a quarter? I have no idea what that is. Yeah. You mean in NBA or? In the NBA, no idea. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, playing forty minutes a night. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I had spurts where I, where I went off, but that's something I might got to look up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty damn impressive. That is. Yeah, so you watched that game? Yeah, I was watching it live. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to see it live. I saw the 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 replays. Do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's that pace for? Like one hundred and forty eight. It's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I mean, against the Kings, all things are possible. Yeah. <laughs> but he was Poor. hitting some shots, though, man. Yeah. yeah. 13 for 13. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's difficult. You can't do, you can't do that in, in, in for free throws. Right. Much less right. Being, being guarded and shooting threes. Right. Right. Uh, what did he finish with? That's one thing I don't have 
I wonder how many finished with that game. Do you remember? I don't. I don't. I'll have to, we might have to look that one up. I think it was in the 50s. I don't think it was something crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Football. And I want to save this one for last because I think this hits an important topic for today. 37. This was a this was a poll taken by the Washington Washington Post through the University of Massachusetts. 37 percent of the people said football is their favorite sport to watch. Okay, but yet NFL ratings are down 14 percent from last year. Okay, ratings are dipping, Glenn. Ratings are dipping. People don't like it when you protest. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think it's a, I think it's a mixed bag of of a bunch of things. Yeah, I, they like to say that just, of to, just to bolster their their their, their saltiness with, with Kaepernick. Oh, of, of course. As if they even see the, the national anthem, like you stand at ho- at, at home when the <laughs> national anthem plays. Right, right. I do, but 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 meet you meet you protest. <laughs> he, he goes to the restroom. <laughs> so so, do you think I, I was looking on Twitter last night and. I was reading on Twitter some people were talking about the Sunday night football game and the ratings for that game, I believe, were the worst since like 2008. Okay. And someone said that the product is just watered down. Yeah. That's what they were saying on on Twitter. Well, that that Thursday night game don't help. Yeah, it's usually like an odd game too. It just seems like there's other stuff going on. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. That's just sports, period. Like, I don't know what everybody else's thing is, but, like, when it's not, like, a main event, main event type thing, like, the Super Bowl ain't dying down. Like, right. the NBA Finals ain't dying down. But, like, you can just get the info online anytime that at a certain point you feel like, well, why am I just, you know, scheduling the whole day? Just, like, I was really happy that the Bengals didn't play yesterday because it's like, okay, I could just do whatever with Sunday. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like you could just kick it as opposed to, like, on Sunday, it's like okay, well, this is right. Let's let's cordon off these four hours, and, and I know what I'm doing there. Not that that's bad, but you know, you only got so much time on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, now, now, DJ, you you're you're a big NFL guy. Yeah. Your team is the New York Giants, who yes, play sir. Monday night. Yes, sir. Tonight, tell us how you became a Giants fan. Being from DC, yeah, you're supposed to be a Redskins fan. I'm supposed to be a Redskins fan, so I didn't know that. When I was a kid, <laughs> I grew up in a house with um Dallas Cowboys. The biggest football fan in my house was a Dallas Cowboy fan. Right. Um, I also had a Pittsburgh Steelers fan growing up in my house. Those nope. people. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody really rooted for the Redskins. So my, my cousin, who's a big Dallas Cowboys fan, he had like an ele- electronic football set. Okay. And he had the Giants and he had Dallas. And um, I used to be the one who played against them most of the time. So I kind of you know, adopted the Giants, you know, as, as my team in real life too. And I, and I just stuck with it since I was a kid. Okay. And then later learned that, um, well, we supposed to like the Redskins. I was like, it's too late now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you don't gravitate to, to, uh, the Redskins at all. Like you don't check nah, form and nah, say, go, nah, no, nah, you're all giants. It's crazy. Cause half our city, like the Cowboys, man, really, they, they're, they're like the biggest rivals, but the Cowboys fans seem like they're everywhere in this world. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's, and they are. <laughs> but so, have you been to a Giants game? I haven't. Never. Never. N- not not in New York anywhere. Nope. Nope. See, um, I like to sit down and watch all of them. I have like TVs all over the place, and everybody usually come to my house, and we'll watch all the games. And you know, we play fantasy football. We check it on all our players, and we just kind of make it. That, that's right, Alex. You don't got you don't got to be there, Meach. <laughs> 
Nah, he always gets on me, so because I, I don't ever go to, go to nothing. See, I'm, so so DJ, the thing is, like, I I like the party. Right. So I like I like going to concerts. Mm-hmm. I like Super Bowl parties. Whereas Glenn likes to, I go to a fight party, but I'm not going to. He a goes Super to, Bowl. yeah, he goes to people talking and, and, and interrupting the, the the like a fight party. You could just watch it, like you get it, like right. I, I don't need to explain how many yards you made on the last punch, right, right. But but yeah, which we'll be talking boxing in a little bit. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> big fight this past weekend, but all right. So so Demar, I want to jump into a couple things. Um, getting out of the stat game here. You grew up in D.C. What was it like growing up in D.C. back then? Um, crazy. I mean, where where I grew up, it was um, just a lot of guys just selling drugs, really. That's what we thought yeah. what was cool. Right. Um, and they go from selling drugs to playing ball. Some of them were good at both. Um, right, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> So um, that's really the the. I mean, Biggie, Biggie said that either you slang rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Yeah, and and for a lot of them guys, the um, the, the not playing basketball part was 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 doing better for them. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, that's yeah. What, that's what the the road they chose to go. Were there a lot of Were there a lot of players in the D.C. area that that didn't make it out that you were like, yo, if this dude would have made it out, right? Because I was just sitting with. Uh, do you remember Charles Williams? That, that played for the Bearcats. He, he played during my time. Okay. And uh, Charles is from uh, Compton, mm-hmm. California. And we were sitting down, and he was telling me about these guys in L.A. that never made it out. And one guy, I can't remember his name, was the LeBron of that time. Right. Like, he was big, strong, kind of like Lim Bias. Um, yeah, yeah. And he and just told me stories. He's like, man, if he would have got out the gang life right. and stayed in this, he'd have been an NBA star. Were there a lot of guys like that? You growing up? There's a lot of guys that, um, when I was younger and watching them, you know, um, growing up, and they was doing stuff that I didn't know was even possible. Uh huh. But, but as I got older and seeing the NBA game, I kind of don't know how their game would have translated, you know, to playing with structure mm-hmm. and playing, um, having to run plays and stuff like that. But as far as just basketball talent and the things that they can do one on one, um. We have a lot of guys like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You play a lot of lot of street ball. A lot of- I, yeah, I grew up playing on the streets. A lot of street ball. That's all it was. And then one day, some dude put me on his AAU team, and it was kind of over from that. Which team? DC Assault. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was that the who, who put you on there? Curtis Malone. Okay, okay. Yep, DC Assault. Yeah, very familiar with them. We we played them quite a bit. On is the street ball popping anymore? Because seems like like <clears throat> now it's it's all AAU. Right. Like like like, the, like you can go to like we used to. If you saw a open court uh-huh. in the hood that like had the the nets up, it was like oh we gotta we gotta come back get the ball and come back here. Now uh, it's like and if it wasn't chain net, if it was like a real net, yeah yeah, and it wasn't a double rims, oh I mean, it was on. But now it's like. Like you look at like a court, you know the, oh, court, the court down by sugar you, and by spice. Sugar and spice. Yeah, that's like, why I grew up playing. What is, what is up with this? Yeah, it's still well. And, and I, Demar, you tell me if you disagree with me, but I think also now, back then there weren't facilities, mm-hmm. and I don't think you could get into high school gyms like you can now. Like I know kids that have the key to their high school gym. We didn't have that growing oh, up, and they have facility. They've got multi court facilities all over. There's what. Five here yeah, yeah. In, in a tri-state area, and you can go in and you can get shots up. You can you can play pickup ball. Yeah, no doubt. Now, why 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 would I want to play? I'm t- I'm saying this if I'm a kid now. Why would I want to go play on the street 
if I can go into a gym. Yeah, real facility, yeah. Like right? a real three-point line. Like three-point yeah. line was just like like where this, where this crack is <laughs> yeah, or something. Right, like right. it's kind of far. Right, and then you'd argue about the three yeah, forever. Yeah, like I, I was a good free throw shooter <laughs> uh, in my backyard until I realized I wasn't 10 feet. <laughs> right, yeah, you, you, you're right about that. It's a lot more facilities and it's a lot more trainers. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. You got guys, you know, kids doing two-ball dribbling drills now, yeah. five years old. And right. when I was growing up, the coolest places to play was outside. Yeah. And now they tell you if you play outside too much, it's going to hurt your knees. Yep. Yep. Um, and bad habits. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's just a different time. Do you think that that's hurt the game at all? The fact that I think the mentality of street ball, and, I, and I'll give you an example. I think that I was able to build up my confidence from a basketball standpoint from playing street ball because as an eighth grader, or even a seventh grader, I played with guys that were all seniors in high school and college guys at this court called yeah. Sugar and Spice here on Reading Road. Mm-hmm. And they would yell at me if I wouldn't shoot an open shot. Or if, if, if I didn't guard well, they'd expose you. Yeah, and yeah. they would clear out, and I developed a level of confidence. Yeah, plus you got to play court. with just, just grown men. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, like, PJ Mays, you remember those names? Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah. I played with you know every legend in Cincinnati. Yeah, like, if, they, like if you was an adult – it wasn't like that. Oh, you a kid? I mean, obviously, like you were seven. They weren't like like right. But, but I mean, but once you got to a certain age where you actually were competent, you would just like, you know, I'm 13, and there's a dude out here that's like 35, and it's just y'all just on the same court together, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't no thing. Yeah, right. it, yeah, it makes you tough because that's yeah, that's no how doubt. I played. I only played against grown men. Yeah. So when you take a kid from the street and then put him in a gym with a whole bunch of other kids who don't play in the street, you'll be able to tell the difference easily. Yeah. He's going to have his way with them kids because he just got that toughness about him from playing in the streets. No calling foul. Right. And they're playing with grown men. It's just different. Yeah. So what kept you, and I, I'm assuming uh, basketball was, was a big part of that, but would you say that was the, the main reason that kept you away from getting involved in the drug game and other stuff? Well, it was really, it was really my cousins because they was doing that. So – I they was, was they were doing they, they was, were they was they were in the drug game. Okay, and I grew up in a big house with you know all all my family. My grandma had all her kids and their kids, you know, all living in this little house together. So they wouldn't let me get into it. Um, I just was a regular kid. I didn't grow up playing, you know, at five, eight, nine, ten years old. I just was playing in the streets and grew, mm-hmm. grew tall. Then out of nowhere, I look up. I'm six seven. I'm six eight, and I'm a guard. They'd be like, and dude, then, dude, we got we to we we keep right. you away from these streets. Right. <laughs> right. It happened overnight for me to, the you know, being – I wasn't even thinking about no NBA. Yeah. I played in my first AAU tournament. You know, they're asking me, are you going to go straight out of high school? I'm like, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to cross over and dunk. Like, yeah, yeah. Basketball was just fun. And then it, it turned into a business, like, overnight for me. Uh, now, how much did you grow? Um, like like one year, you just had like a six inch growth spurt or something. Yeah, well, I was pretty tall in eighth grade. I was like six two. Okay, it wasn't crazy tall, but then by ninth grade, I was six eight. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you, is that the point where you got the name Slim? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who called you that first? Um. Uh, well, in D.C., people say Slim just as a figure of speech. Okay. okay. But with, with me, it kind of hugs actually start calling me that a lot too, and mm-hmm. it just kind of stuck with me because it, it applies to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, right. Because 112 dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was slim before he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no doubt. Did you grow up or were around anyone that turned out to be um, famous, whether it was in the music game, 
maybe another uh, ball player we've heard of? Um, no, nah, not really. Nobody. I, mean, I, I wouldn't say I grew up with. I mean, in our DC area, we have plenty of um, ball players and football and basketball, but nobody I immediately grew up with at all. Sure. Now you you played the McDonald's All American game, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. Um, some of the some of the names uh, that were in that game. One of my favorite names, by the way, played in that game. Uh, K. Sat Kenny Satterfield played in that game. Fellow Bearcat Jay Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Keith Bogans, mm-hmm. Majestic Map. Map. <laughs> Whoa, that's the best. That's the best name. I wanted. I wanted him to blow so bad. That ranks. Just that that name, man. Majestic Map. A funny story about Majestic. Oh, so, please. I hope so. Um, it's, it's not really much about him, but, you know, you look at the rankings. Yeah. When you're playing, you playing um, AAU and all that. So I'm about to play against, you know, Majestic Map. I, I've never yet seen him. i just seen his name. Yeah. And um, we, we <laughs> that, played, was, that was enough. Right. We played That's against so his hard. team, and I see he's ranked high. So um, so we playing his team, and his guard is killing us. And uh, I'm just assuming. It's, it's majestic map. And uh-huh. The guard ended up being Kenny Satterfield. Oh <laughs> wow! Because Kenny was on his team. Kenny, you know, I didn't know Kenny. I never heard of Kenny before. I just seen majestic name. He's a high ranked dude we playing against. So after the game, I told Kenny like I thought you were majestic because you was the one that was doing the killing. You know, majestic. You know, he was just okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, he need to be a rapper That's or something. <laughs> that, that 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 name too hard. I haven't oh, heard from him in a while. If majestic map was playing right now, he he would have a mixtape. You would have to. <laughs> Forget to forget forget hooping. <laughs> you get, you got, if you got a cold name that that you you two thirds of the way there. Oh, no doubt. So how'd you end up? What was the process of ending up at uh, uh, Maine in Maine Maine Institute? Um, well, my um, AAU coach Curtis Malone, who was also like a father figure, I stayed with him after after um, I started playing with his team. Mm-hmm. He took me out of, out of you know the house I was living in. Mm-hmm. I started staying with him, staying with him. It was going to make sure I wasn't going to, you know, mess up, you know, what I had going on. So the last year, my senior year, he said, um, I got Sonny Vaccaro also yeah. had a big, a big, uh, he actually made, I didn't want to go because I was cool um, in Maryland. I didn't want to leave Maryland and go to Pittsfield, Maine, put Sonny on the phone <laughs> with me. Uh-huh. Sonny was like, Damar, you got to make the move, son. And I was like, <laughs> that's all I need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was out of there. So they just wanted to give me a way to focus on basketball, really. Um. And that main year was going to be like my college year because uh-huh. we we played against we ain't played against regular high schools we played against like D two schools and junior colleges and oh wow like Karan Butler was on that team with me oh really yeah. Oh, okay yeah we, we we played against some teams so wow they were going to act like that was my you know him pretty well yeah I heard he's a great dude yeah he is yeah yes so that was supposed to be my like my college year um so I went there did that and then um. End up end up being great because that coach there, which Max, was Max Good, okay, um, great coach. Uh, he ended up coaching UNLV the next year after I left, so we played against him. Um, he was on the UNLV staff, but he's he's a crazy mean dude. So coming here to play for hugs you, is you. actually easier. Yeah, than playing for him. <laughs> That's that, and it's usually the opposite for most players. Always opposite, right? Yeah. You get here and you're like, what is wrong with this man? Except you haven't met Max Good, and, and hugs knew that. Yeah, hugs knew him, so. Well, the one thing about you when you played, and we're going to get into the whole UC recruiting and ended up at UC, but yeah. when you played, and I went to a lot of the practices mm-hmm. and watched you play, you were always so even kill. Like, I always said you could tell DeMar had been coached mm-hmm. 
before he got here. Because mm-hmm. there were some guys that you could tell they hadn't been coached. Right. Like they, they, they cruised. They were so good mm-hmm. that coaches just let them play. But it, it seemed that you were calm. You know, your, your, your eye contact with coach, you had been coached. Mm-hmm. That's what, that was big going to Maine, too. Because before I went to Maine, the coach I played for, he was, you know, good coach, coached a lot of pros, but, you know, he was kind of a pushover. And he would let guys do whatever they want. And I've never been that kind of guy. Right. But, you know, when I went to Maine and, and you know, this guy was crazy. You know, he, <laughs> he, was, he was on his hard. So that made it a lot easier coming to Cincinnati. Yeah. So so tell us a little bit about the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there weren't a lot of guys from the East Coast right. coming to Cincinnati. Right. I mean, we were – Big on uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys I played with. Obviously, you played with them too. But Kenyon, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Max came, Max Seal, and you know you go on and on with people. Jabber, Kareem. I mean, all these guys from Texas, and then the West Coast was really big, but but not really the East. Right. So, what was the attraction to Cincinnati? Okay, so well, well first for, for for most of my high school career, especially my senior year, nobody really thought I was even going to go to school. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of people didn't even bother, you know, even recruiting me because they like, no way this kid is going to go to school. So, when it came down to the end, um, after the McDonald's game, um, Jonathan Bender, he had like 30 yeah. in the McDonald's game. Yeah. He took a lot of the momentum, you know, from that high school class. And he ended up going straight out of high school. So, he was like, all right, is it now, worth to go? Was he on the, when you were in the McDonald's All-American, was he on the West Coast team? Yeah, he was on yeah, the yeah. team. Okay, yeah. I, think, like I remember 30. that game. He like broke yeah, yeah. the Jordan record or something. Yep. He was hitting threes. I remember that. He was on the West team, yep. Yeah, so from we were trying to figure out from that, okay, do we still make the jump or mm-hmm. what do we do? I was undecided. Um, so my last schools came down to University of Maryland, mm-hmm. his home, um, UConn, and Cincinnati. So I didn't even take a visit to them other places. So – you only know. only one had Jordan brand sponsorship. Right. That, okay. <laughs> Did we had that? Yeah. We had the Jordan brand. Yeah. Um Mick Mick had got, you know, really cool with my AU coach Curtis Malone. You know, mm-hmm. Mick Mick was doing the the, the leg work on recruiting. Um and you know, he was he was real cool with everybody. Um and and then Hugs mm-hmm. came into Maine and basically and Satterfield's blowing my phone up almost every day. Had he committed? Yeah, he was already committed. Prior to the McDonald's game? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's calling me in Maine, bro, you gotta come, you gotta come up here, you gotta come up here. Uh huh. So when Hugs came in there and he was like, um So we decided we're gonna go to school, Ralph, because they like, okay, we wanna once you work on your body, um, you know, you're a little thin. They wanna make sure you'll be able to withstand, you know, the the physicality of the league. Yeah. So Hugs came in there, and he basically was saying, well, this guy lifted this when he got here, and he can lift this, <laughs> you know, one year later. So they, the, they didn't get a hold of Mario. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> right. got a 300 club. Right. So the weight program was, was great here. Um, was, did you have Mickey Marotti? Um, I think it was Scott. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Scott. Yeah, so that was – so Mickey had left. Right. Okay, yep. So Danny – and then he went down through – okay, we have Kenyon here and Pete Michael here and Satterfield here, Jermaine Tate, and you're going to be the shooting guard. and. I just was like, man, if I join this team, we'll probably Loaded. be number one. No doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, I could have went somewhere else and averaged 30 and set freshman records and all that, but I didn't really care about that stuff. I was like, man, we'll probably be number one if I go here. And that's basically what happened. I got here and we ended up being number one. And we were we were a really, really good team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, there, there, were, there were a lot of games that, that you guys had that year that, um, uh, that were instant classics. <clears throat> However... And you probably don't know this, but 
Um, I've been to a lot of Bob Huggins speaking engagements over the years. I've gone to a lot of uh, banquets and different things. And Coach Huggins, when you get him in like a an event atmosphere, he is a great storyteller. Like you can hear a pin drop. Like he's a great storyteller. He has one go-to story. He tells every single time. I actually I'm tired of hearing it, <laughs> but yet the reaction is so crazy, and that is the DePaul game. Okay. Yeah. Right? And you, you, you obviously remember the DePaul game. Will, yeah. you, will you take that and, and, and tell Glenn about that, that game? Well, um, well, that game, first we don't have Pete Michael. He, yep. he was suspended that game. Mm-hmm. Him and Hugs got into it. We just lost to Temple. Um, so we, we down to DePaul. We're down like 19 or 20. Yep. Um, crowd is going crazy. And then this, this, this Kenyon just came out. <laughs> Just came out of nowhere. He's doing stuff, man. He had a great year, but that game yeah, no is doubt. what probably got him drafted number one. He was hitting threes. He was yep. defense, offense, jump Locking hook, shots. turnarounds. Yep. He was going crazy. Hugs was like, nobody touch the ball. Nobody shoot the ball. Just give the ball to Kenya. Yep. And Kenya is going crazy. He ended up with like 34 or something. He brought us all the way back. And um, I ended up hitting the game winner to win the game, but – um, Kenyon just went off that game. I think that game got him drafted number one. We ended up coming back and winning. And the funny story about that shot you hit was, and Glenn, if you watch the replay yeah. of it, DeMar has the ball, and he's wide open. And he's not shy about shooting it, but he's wide open, and he's looking for Kenya. Like, it's just like he was like, uh, do I shoot this or not? And then you, you, know, you shot it. Right. And, and, and made it. Man, that game, I remember, I remember watching. that joint, yeah. You know, people always ask me what was my hesitation with that shot, and it was just, well, I wanted to, because the, the lane was open, too. I was open. Yeah, yeah. But also the lane was open where I could have went in and tried to go for a dunk. So I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm, I'm going to stay here and shoot the ball. If I miss, Kenyon and one of them could tip it in. Yeah, yeah. But it, but you know it appeared like I, I couldn't shoot the ball. Unless right. Kenyon, Kenyon <laughs> yeah. was the one that passed me the ball. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> was that um Q Richardson? Yeah, the Paul team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They had like four pros on that team. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Five maybe. They were they were really yeah, good. Yeah. And they, then they dropped off. Man, dropped off yeah. big time. I remember time. that the ESPN magazine cover. They had Q Richardson like Pinhead from uh, <laughs> where the horror movie is. Really? Yeah, that's one of. The, the I don't remember that one. Yeah. That was on Sports. You said Sports Illustrated. No, ESPN, ESPN. magazine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, Demar, was there was there a game for you that that stuck out that you said as a Bearcat that was. It didn't have to be your best game, but a game that just is a very memorable game outside of maybe the DePaul game. Um, yeah, um, at Louisville, that 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 game, I had like twenty three, twenty five in the first half. Uh-huh. I probably had like five, six threes. I at one point in time, I had more points than them. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and I, and I went I went off quick on them, and then after the game, coach was coach. I think was like. Crum, what was coach's name? Uh, uh, Denny Crum. Yeah, Denny Crum. He was basically said, "This kid better not come back to school." <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, that that game right there was um was was a big game for me. Right, right. You were in that zone. Yeah, I was dunking, hitting threes, and I might have scored two the second half, but that first yeah, half yeah. I just kind of went off and didn't really need me to score the rest of the game. Yeah, you were on fire. Now, there's one thing also, and I, I don't know if you knew this, but. With the Bearcats being, and Glenn can attest to this, the Bearcats during the time I was here, but I think even more so maybe when you were here, 
the visibility of the Bearcat players was so strong. The Bearcat players were as much celebrities as the Bengals and Reds at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, my team was, you know, kind of the, the I, w- I want to say the start of that, but you guys took it to these guys are rock stars, right? right? Level being number one. They won more games in one season than the Bengals did the entire decade. <laughs> yeah, when I was right. there for sure, we was we was the best thing in town. Yeah, no the doubt. Bengals, Bengals weren't good. Um, I didn't really keep up with the Reds like that, but yeah, they were generic. Yeah. Yep, our games were packed every single every single night. Kids was like sleeping overnight to try to get into no doubt get into the game. So, but there was one thing, and and I don't know, you may know this or you may not, but when you're in that position, um kind of like a sports player and you have of a celebrity and a lot of the players get it now but you, you kind of influence kids and I think the funny thing is you brought a fashion to UC basketball as well that I don't even know if you knew you had brought uh for example my generation I'm I'm ankle sock generation mm-hmm. the natty everyone was rocking ankle socks mm-hmm. when you came in you had Socks that kind of came mm-hmm. to your calves, and you had I don't know what you had written on your socks, and it was horizontal something <laughs> Can- sports, cannon, cannon sport, cannon sport, cannon. <laughs> so th- that right there, everybody, everybody, and and I'm you know within the and you know I'm out of college, but I'm working with a lot of high school athletes, and everybody's like, what what's up with his socks? Like, why does right. he wear them like that? That was a DC thing, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But but nobody here was rocking that. Right. And then all of a sudden, you started seeing high school kids yeah. with those socks. That and I, I attribute what you did yeah. with that, and also the flight posits. Right? Yeah. You you don't you don't <laughs> yeah, understand Seth, playing the nose. Yeah. I, matter of fact, in 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 the, in the proof to the point, I was talking to somebody um, about you coming in, and they said Matt Tomo Michael, yeah, yeah. Glenn knows and Mario, and Matt said, "Tell him I have flight posits just like he had," because I think he said you wore. They were black and had like the gray on the front or something like mm-hmm. that. And he bought those because because you had it and you had the headband. So mm-hmm. did you realize that at the time, or were you just just being you? I didn't I didn't realize it as far. I mean, I knew it from the people around me because I I was wearing Cannon Sport like sweatsuits, headbands, and stuff like that every day. So uh-huh. as I started to wear it, then Kenny he he my roommate, the guy that's sending me the stuff, he sent it for Kenny. Yeah, so you know Kenyon's wearing it. Yeah, and we had the draft. All the, all the other guys, they like what's that. Now they wearing it, so we it kind of spread around my first few years in the league. With um, in the cities I was in, a lot of people wanted to wear, yeah, you know that that stuff that I that I was wearing. I and, didn't know how far it reached though. In, in the high school level, in, in this community, yeah. it, it was big. I and mean, a lot of people did talk about the phone posits too. Yeah, I didn't realize because um, we had Jordan, but I like to keep my Jordans. I ain't really want to mess them up. You didn't even rock. You really didn't rock Jordans. You were you were K Sat. Well, K Sat did. Mm-hmm. More than you did, right? Right. While they bit your phone posit style. It's <laughs> a DC thing. The yeah. For real? Yeah. Did that pop off like immediately or did it like kind of? Yeah. At, even now, like. Okay. I don't I don't wear phone posits anymore. I'm a Jordan guy, but like phone posits has always been big in DC. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, Bibby was the first yeah. cat, cat when, uh, when uh, with Arizona. Arizona won. Yeah. yeah. And, that, that's and he the, rocked the blue joints. Yeah. Because Penny was injured that year. Right. Yeah. That, so he didn't hardly rock them in the NBA like that. And then 
It's like they just kind of went by the wayside, and then when they started retro, and it was like, oh man, this is the joint. Those things are heavy though. The ones I played yeah. in was the zipping up ones. They wasn't as heavy. Yeah, those as was the yeah, blue those ones. Was, yeah. Like Penny. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when they had like the uh, the ones kind of like purple with the purple sheen. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wore those. Those yeah, I wore yeah. those here. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. Those, yeah, those were the joints. Now, did you get resistance when you wore those from the the equipment people? No, nah, not at all. Not that so I'm you not lucky, right. man. They were they were all over us. Like I, I'm a Jordan guy, so I'm yeah. rocking Jays. Right. But anybody that came in with Nikes, it was like, nah, you got you gotta right. you gotta rock your Jays. But I guess you were you, you were different animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't they, going pro. They knew I was out of here. So. <laughs> they were like, let, let me <laughs> just the season. Was I ain't making no enemies. <laughs> <laughs> so so what the 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 company the socks? What is that? Well, it's, it's no longer. It's in D.C. We have a lot of people who come up with their own clothing. Like, well, okay. at that time it wasn't a lot. After that, a lot of because they when they seen what he did with us with that, a lot of people started to just make up their own clothing line. Okay, and he was um, but we have some that's been going on since before I was born. So he was just one of the guys who made up a clothing line. He was a friend of mine, and he um, looked out for me a lot. And he was just giving me his clothes, and we was trying to so I could wear it, and other people could want to buy it. And for a few years, um, it, it was doing really well. And then he ended up going to jail, and it kind of just fell off. Yeah, we gonna bring it back. <laughs> you still have some? I, mean, I don't know where my stuff. I had like a whole room full of that stuff at one point in time in one of my houses. I was telling my friends like, "Where is that stuff?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea where it is. I don't see nobody wearing it. Whoever stole it, I don't know where it is. These were got it. Oh no, I had plenty of those guys. People <laughs> stole all kind of my stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet. But no, it really and and, and the crazy thing, and I, and I bring the socks up because I think then the companies really started to get hip that you know. The money sometimes is in the accessories. Yeah. So socks became an accessory, and then you know that then led to the colorful socks, the elite socks. When you rock ankle socks, there's no there's right. no visibility with that. Yeah. It, it is what it is. But then you know the elite sock phenomenon yeah. right. became a thing. I mean, a million dollar business. Right. Yeah, because twenty dollars socks is crazy. I know. Like like, like when we was going up, like twenty dollars socks. Like man, yeah. that's a shirt. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the the elite sock story? No. So. I'll share this with you, D. So the elite socks, they first gave them to John Wall in UK okay. for, for the TV, from TV purposes. So UK had a big game. So they gave the socks to, to UK, but John Wall wore them. So then everyone rushes into Foot Locker, Foot Action, all the stores like, we want the John Wall socks. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, we don't know what that is. So they kind of built up the hype and said, these are elite socks for only – the elite players. Okay. So, you know, the hype, hype, hype started to grow. So I'm on the AU circuit. And at the time, I had one of the top AU teams. The other top team in the country was all Ohio with Jarrett Sullinger, Aaron Kraft, so forth and so on. They ended up winning nationals and everything. So we won a crash course to play all Ohio um, down at nationals in, in Orlando. Well, when we get to the tournament, Nike had given all Ohio red elite socks with the with the white stuff, you know, the white blocking like dotted lines, yeah. And prior to that, we only seen the white and blue and the blue and white that John Wall was rocking. And I never forget this. And I, I said this to him six months ago when I saw him. Jarrett Sullinger was walking up at nationals as a high school student, as a high school player, and he was carrying these socks. Man, people were offering hundreds of dollars for these socks. Really? They, oh, they were like, Jerry, 800. Kids were like, I need those. I need those. People were going 
crazy for these joints. And then next thing you know. And you gave him 100 and he was uneligible for the game. <laughs> right. I, I wish. And y'all win. That's no, how we, NCAA do. <laughs> I, I, well, we ended up losing to CP3. Otherwise, we would have played all Ohio in the okay. Final Four. But CP3 got us. And I think all Ohio then beat CP3 and won it all. Okay. But anyway, so let's then jump into the NBA. Um, you're preparing for the NBA draft. Um, at what point did you know? I mean, did you know prior to it, like, okay, Atlanta Hawks, um, are they talking to you? Are they saying, like, we're going to take you? Are other teams saying, we're going to take you at this position? How'd that go? Um, well, b- before I even decided to declare, I, you know, just talked to the people who, um, like, the, the people who who you talk to who knows, like, basically where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, where would I go? I knew I was going to be able to come. I could, probably could have came out the year before, but I'm just like, okay, where would I go? He was like, um, you, you won't go past nine, basically. And that was and Houston had the ninth. Mm-hmm. And I actually wanted to go to Houston because Steve Franchise was on that team from, yeah. from D.C. Yeah. Young Beyonce yeah. still there. Yeah, Young Beyonce's there. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci Norris, another D.C. guy. And the way they played, they just really just let them guys play ISO. Yeah. Um, but I worked out for Atlanta twice, and I knew once they called me back. Um, I knew Atlanta had a lot of interest in me, and also Orlando, which Mike Miller, they took Mike Miller mm-hmm. fifth to pick before me. So I didn't think I would get past Atlanta. but Who was the coach at the time? Lon Kruger. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. But I knew I wasn't going to go past nine. Mm-hmm. Nice. Basically, because they got guys who find that stuff out for you. Yeah. And they did their homework, and they, like, you're not going past nine. And you you were at the draft. Mm -hmm. Tell us about deciding on what you're going to (laughs) wear for for draft night. And what did you wear? I'm not sure I remember. I just had on, like, a gray suit and, like, a silver shirt. You you know, they they got all these guys who make suits for you. Everybody wants to be the one who made your suit, so I didn't have to pick any of those suits. Just all these. Um, so your shoot was free. Yeah, and I had like three, four of them because everybody okay. wanted to, you know. Okay. Oh, from different. Yeah, from yeah. different people. They gotcha. wanted to make suits, so I ended up going with the with the gray one. I I didn't really care much much about about that. I never watched like drafts like that before. I, I wish I would have, you know, wore something. My throw mines was cool. It was decent. It wasn't didn't raise any eyebrows or anything. Nothing too crazy, but. I didn't know people actually paid attention to what people was wearing to the draft like that. Yeah. Should rock some foams. <laughs> With the can sports socks. I know. I, I should. And, and a headband. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was funny how the head, uh, the whole headband, it, it, it came back. It had a short run, mm-hmm. but it but it but it came back. Were you were you headband prior to UC? Yeah, I used to even the AAU, I used to cut the sleeves off my shirt. And tie that around my head. Oh wow! Even even outside the court, like I all I always wore a headband. Yeah. <laughs> you rocking headband yeah. in the mall? <laughs> yeah, like we had an NBA like dress code. <laughs> like when I used to get my um little suits made, I would get the them to make the headband with the same material as the little two piece suits I, I wore. <laughs> oh wow! And I I went to the games with that on. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> serious, yeah, man. man. I was serious yeah. about my headbands. Cause you, Ksat, uh, Lenny. Mm-hmm. All were uh, all were headbands. Yeah. I think Kenyon did for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I know he wore. I know he wore one in the, in the NBA. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he was like a. He was off and on. Off in and a, on. Yeah. He wasn't fully committed to it right. in, <laughs> right. in college. Right. He's kind of like LeBron with he, it. Just he went, he went a headband native. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, so you get drafted number six to the Atlanta Hawks. 
um, you know, tell us about your experience, um, you know, just being a rookie mm-hmm. and uh, and what, what that was like. It was different, man. And it was um, on and off year for me. Uh, we, we got Lon Kruger's my coach who come from college, mm-hmm. first year NBA coach. So it was new for him too. And um, I think they had the idea where they're going to bring me along slowly, kind of like Tracy McGrady is what they was basically telling me. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because Tracy, had, he said a few years before he started to play. And I'm watching the other guys that I'm, I know way better than I didn't kill them in the AU and workouts, and they playing, they playing 35 minutes and doing whatever they want to do out there. And every time I, you know, do something wrong, I'm getting taken out the game. So it was a little frustrating. I was on the highlights all the time, but I just didn't play mm-hmm. that that consistent. And we were getting our butts kicked. I wasn't used to losing. Um, so that first that first year was 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 pretty. It was it was fun. I had money, I was playing ball, but I wasn't used to I thought I was going to have to, you know, really be the man on that team because we didn't have – we had the Kimbe Matumbo, but we didn't really have offense like that. Jason Terry ended up turning out to be okay. really, really good for us. Another but, headband guy. Yeah, another headband guy. Another yeah. sock guy. And another yeah. sock guy, long sock. Long yeah, sock. Yeah. Where was he from? Um, he's from um, – Is he a West Coast guy? Yeah. He's, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. He's West Coast. No, no, no Seattle. Okay, yeah, that's that's a long sock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he's yeah. wearing the one with say cats on on the side of at, at Arizona. At Arizona, yeah. yep, yep. He did. That's right. Yep. Arizona and Cincinnati basically ran, ran the ran the, the 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 sock the sock <laughs> foam game. Well, I mean, quiet, quietly shoe game and and sock a lot of fashion stuff yeah, from yeah. Arizona and in the Bearcats. Yeah, yeah, real talk. Yeah, they need to do like a. If they don't get the Jordan Brand sponsorship back at UC, I, I'm gonna. Set fire There's no way that's it. happening unless unless you bring the hugs back. <laughs> <laughs> what do, what do you think about that? I know you're you. I mean, Under Armour is a, a Maryland based company. Yeah. Um. What what are your thoughts on like when when Cincinnati switched to Adidas? And I mean, I'm sure you growing up. I mean, Jordan, 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 right. and then eventually they switched to Adidas. Were you like what? Well, I didn't even know um, for a while. But one, I, I asked Mix to send me some stuff because I haven't had any Cincinnati gear at all. He had sent me sent it to me. And it was Adidas. But I didn't even know when the switch was made. I mean, for a minute, I was man, I was, I was against Cincinnati for a while. After they let Hugs go, right? I was like, man, f Cincinnati. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. were. Yeah, a lot of. Yeah, and then when Mick came back, I'm like, all right, Mick, my guy. So, you know, we 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 good. But it took it took a while to really get over, you know, Hugs leaving. So, I was disassociated for a few years. I, th- I think uh, the loyalty yeah. to Hugs, and I think a lot of people they miss that because because they see Hugs as this demonstrative figure and he's right. yelling and screaming everyone's like oh players don't like that guy and i'm like do you remember when he got fired how many guys i mean even Kenyon when he got announced mm-hmm. at the nba games he they said his high school right. instead of his college because right. he didn't want them to say that yeah, he was pissed i had to tell a lady i went to the Bengals game on thursday and a lady was talking about hugs and just saying you know how he you know, how he was and yell at guys and he's like he never you know, gave guys the credit after the games and stuff like that. You can win by 30. He still act like he's mad. I'm like, lady, you, you probably won't find one of Hugs players who don't love him. Right. Like, he can, yeah, he's going to get on you. He's going to get the best out of you. But you guys love Hugs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I've got a song for you right now. Okay. Mario, I want you to cue up that song. Glenn's going to know it right away. Now, this, this group is out of the D.C. area. Okay, now you're you're 37. Okay, we're a little bit older than you, not much. Okay, but I'm on my my music history. I know I know you are. Now you please tell me you know the song, and if 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 you do, 
when you were growing up, was this song that popular in your area? Because it was popular here. Mario, hit it up. This is when Go-Go finally made it, like, other places. Because um, this, this wasn't even, like, the best songs. Like, there were much better Go-Go performances than this one, but this one's the one that made it mainstream. Why did this one blow? I don't know. Because on the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got, got, got the, the soundtrack, days. right. Yeah, yeah. The School Days soundtrack. Yeah. What was the deal with Go-Go? Like, how did that, how did that like, like, what, what, like, what's the, what defines a song as, like, a Go-Go song? It's really... Is really they playing other people's songs? Okay. For most most of Google, they'll cover other songs that's popular. But what they do is everybody playing their instruments. Okay. And, you know, and they 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 practice, and you got your DJ, who's them guys are like the popular guys in the city. Well, back then, mostly, you know, everybody wanted to be that dude that's on the mic at the GoGo. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And they're just they're they're shotting out different neighborhoods. Then they'll get the rapping, and then in the middle of their rap song, they'll you know. Everybody want to hear their neighborhood being okay. shot out, you know, when it go goes. So people dancing and it's kind of like instruments being put together. It's it's, it's it's a DC thing. Most other people don't get it. Yeah, I never got you, it. Yeah, but that's what know. that's what's so crazy because yeah. like around like like four places in the country that kind of got their own city mm-hmm. swag when the music. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I guess like Chicago had like a house movement mm-hmm. thing and it's right. and, and the. The the step dancing or whatever and it's right. like weird like DC had the go go thing and right. then and then that's pretty much it I don't know like any other you know what I'm saying subcultures throughout you know I guess Atlanta probably has everything going on you now. say Texas a little bit with the yeah with the yeah the, the screw, screw. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly that's, like that's the, always the Congo players are really important too because they'll have a segment where they stop and just let the Congo players okay. go off. A little solo? Yeah, do a solo. And you wanted to be the best Congo player because you got the fast hands and you beating on them. And everybody wanted to, <laughs> it's like <laughs> doing something that nobody else can do, kind of like you see basketball players. They wish they could dunk. And they like, man, I wish I could, you know, do the drums like that or yeah, do the yeah. Congo like that. Yeah, yeah. So give us a quickly, what's, give us your top, I know you're a music guy, mm-hmm. top five rappers of all time. Of all time. Okay. Start with five. I don't, I don't know how to put it in order. No, he got he got the order already. I don't have to order already. Order. I, but, um, I'll start. I'll start with one. Um, Jay Z is going to be one for me. That's right. Um, it's a total agreement. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, two is, and 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 for for Biggie and Pac because they passed away, you know they're going to drop a little bit. Two is probably going to be Eminem. Okay. Oh wow. I didn't expect that one. Yeah. Then I'll then I'll give you Pac big. Um five five is five is rough for me. It it kinda it kinda switches. Um I, <laughs> it might be true, it might be Drake or the body of work he didn't put in already. Okay. I'm always making that, that, that argument. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Drake and Kanye gotta be considered like in the top five at a certain point because they yeah. they've been around like you know 
like people say like Rakim. Well, Rakim was around, like his prime was like 86 to like 90, 91. Right. That's only four years. Like right. Drake been around for eight already. You know what I'm saying? Strong. I feel like only really, really old head New York guys are going to put Rakim in there because they grow up. Yeah. I, I grew up listening to Rakim too. Uh-huh. But if somebody's better than him, I'm not going to act like, you know. Yeah, no, people right. be so yeah, so I, committed to their yeah, they, they little, yeah. you know, they, they, they era. And I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. Like you just got to be, you know. Songs are songs, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, like Big right. Daddy Kane had two live albums, and, right. and he he was killing dope for that for that that Absolutely. time period. But like you know, if somebody got five live albums, you can't say somebody with two live albums is is you know a better all time rapper. Yeah. So saying? are you saying Big Daddy Kane's first two albums? Yeah, I get the job done and uh, Long Live the Kane. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. You can't tell old heads that. I was, yeah. I'm arguing with um with Gary Payton. We he's he's saying. We just comparing players, and he's like, Clyde Drexler is better than Dwayne Wade. And I'm just like, nah, he's not. Really? Yeah, and we're, we're down at the lobby, don't tell. We, yeah. There's a lot of players we were back and forth about. I forgot about, but it started off with Clyde and Dwayne Wade. I'm just like, man, Clyde was good. He he put his work in. You know, but See, he's stuck in the He's going to put his head down, though. drive right, and take off. Dwayne Wade got three rings. Dwayne Wade did, did everything. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, plus Clyde wasn't never the MVP on a, right. on a championship team. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I, I can I can at least hear that argument, but but I think Wade at this point. But you got, got guys it. who think Bill Russell's better than Shaq, stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Right. You got eleven rings. I don't care if he had fifteen rings. Yeah, but you got to yeah you got to judge it to whom he was playing right. against. Like 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 physically, how would he he really rank up against Shaq? Exactly. Right. Right. Like, now. Let's and you don't have to get in like the super detail, but um, while you were in the NBA, you had a car accident. Mm-hmm. You had the wreck. Um, tell us what happened, and then um, how that affected your career. Okay, so this is after um, after my second year, um, and this is when things was going to start to pick up. I started every game that mm-hmm. second half of the year, did great, and the third year was going to be my breakout year. So um, it was like a few weeks before camp. Just hanging out one night on my way home. My guys is in the car. They're asleep. I, I stop at a light, turn on the music because, you know, them guys had dozed off. Mm-hmm. And then I must have dozed off at that same light that I turned the music down in because when I woke up, my car was, you know, hitting to a tree. Um, and my friend was like, you know, we got we to get out of the car. We got to get out of the car. So, you know, I, it kind of seemed like a, like a dream. It was kind of like hazy for me. So I rolled out of the car because it was on a hill. Um, you catch on fire? Yeah, the car was on fire. I didn't mm-hmm. really see the fire, mm-hmm. but he's just like, you got to get out. But it blew up probably two minutes after I got out. Oh, of the car. Wow. wow. So, yeah, my boy woke up, got me out, got the other way out of the backseat. Car blew up. Some girls having to drive by and see the big fire. They took us to the um, took us to the hospital. Um, that's when they end up, you know, saying that my neck was broken in four places. Doctor said I probably wouldn't, you know, play again. Chances are slim. Um, End up, you know, fighting my way back. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was an uphill battle, you know, since then. I healed pretty quick. Um, thought I was still, you know, better player after that. I ended up, you know, becoming, you know, a better player because it wasn't bothering me anymore. But they didn't look at me the same. Before, I was the franchise player probably going to be. Right. And next is like, okay, well, you know, he's a little fragile. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, we got to, we don't want to 
deal with deal with that you mm-hmm. know, insurance and all that stuff just bothering with a guy who probably you know not gonna be able to last so from then on it was just year after year contract after year contract you know for the next um five six years right so i mean life life could have been a lot different mm-hmm. um being a wreck didn't happen from a perception standpoint. Right. That's what you're saying, right? That's really, yeah, it was perception because. Because you came like, back. Yeah. The same, if not better. Doing the same things. Yeah. Right. And, um, but like I say, just, it was perception. Yeah. yeah. Now, and, and to take it to a lighter note, okay. you know, we, we're going we're gonna to joke right here. Yeah. The the picture of you on the bench <laughs> with, with the Kuji uh-huh. and the neck thing. Yeah. <laughs> you that made that joke. right? <laughs> Yo, so I, you guys see this? But can you tell me now? There was two of them. One you had a neck brace, and uh-huh. you were rocking like the brown coogee yeah, with the yeah, Kango. Yeah, that was that was funny too. Like it, you were right. you were staying jiggy, right? But <laughs> tell, tell, tell us about and that. Like a lot of people talk about that. The, I had to set out a game at UC, and I was on the sideline with a coogee sweater on, the coogee hat, <laughs> and, a, and a diamond chain. <laughs> oh, that was a green joint, right? Green one, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> I forgot about that. So yeah, nah, that you was, were dedicated to the coogee, the coogee hat, boy. Oh yeah, yeah. I had to hold. When they brought up the, the pants, man, I would have to hold <laughs> sweatsuits. I was. That stuff was expressive too. I was killing that stuff. They had them in Kenwood. What was the store in Kenwood that sold the coogee? Man, I forgot what it was. I brought like five of them. Man. (laughs) Me and Kenya was down there. You fresh to death. Oh, man, we got to put that on Facebook. But that was funny. So, because when I had my accident, I had braids. So, the girl had to to go through through some stuff to get my hair washed and braided with that halo on. And, you know, she. (laughs) She she got it done, and, I, <laughs> and when I and then I had to cut cut some of my shirts because the halo thing is so big, so I got to cut my shirts to get it around there. But I'm going to the games, and and I know girls gonna be there, and is you know I still want to look fresh going to the game, even though I got this <laughs> big thing around my head. <laughs> I try to make it work the best way I could. Did did you know when when you got there, you were like, oh, some people gonna be clowning me? Nah, because at that everybody was was. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody felt so so bad for me. I mean, well, wasn't anybody really clowning? Maybe the players because they knew I. That's what I meant. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I never had my head down. They come over there act like they crying, and I'm laughing and joking. I'm like, man, I'm good. <laughs> so once they feel they can be comfortable, but nobody nobody really really clown me about it. This this was the this was the brown joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a few of those, man. <laughs> the whole sweatsuits, Kango. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Shout out to Coogee. Yeah, man. They got a lot of money for me. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the Cannon Sport stuff, I don't know what them things ran off to either. Man. Oh, man. Somebody got them. So there is a picture of you um, that I saw. <clears throat> I should have looked it up before I got here. But I remember you were you, you were with the Hawks, and you had the braids and the headband, and you were you were hunched over, and I think you had on the uh, you had on Nike shocks, and you were talking to MJ, MJ yeah. and he was playing with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, I got I that remember picture that, in my house. Yeah, I remember that. I, I never will forget that picture. Mm-hmm. What were y'all talking about? That's <laughs> it's funny because people the last two days cause I had people over to watch my, the fight at my house, and everybody asked me that like, what was that conversation? I have no idea. You don't remember that? I don't remember that conversation at all. I, I do remember having a conversation with Mike that game. Uh huh. But I'm not sure if that was it because he he um he had went to help 
on Sharif Abdul-Rahim in the post, and, and uh-huh. Sharif passed it back to me and hit a three. And I'm not a trash talker at all. You know, I grew up, Mike was like God to me. Sure. And I was like, you know, don't, don't, I basically told him, don't, that's what I do. Don't leave me. Like, let somebody else go help. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, all right, I'm about to, I'm going to show you what I do. You know, he gets the ball in the post. He gets an and one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was like the extent of really our, our conversation that day. And once, and I tried to cross him one time and he fouled the mess out of me and was like, I'm not Richard Hamilton. Because <laughs> I, he, he didn't play the game before that. We played the Wizards, and I crossed over Richard Hamilton, and he, he uh-huh. went for it. And I guess Mike must have seen that. He was like, I'm not Richard. I'm not going for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if, if we had that conversation then. G- give us your best story from the NBA. Man, I don't even know if I have one. Come on, man. You got I mean, it. That's a, it doesn't even have to involve just something you were around or something that 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 happened give give us a gold nugget come on the the best stories i can give you in it about the nba is stuff i can't say on here <laughs> <laughs> and um it is it's i don't denver denver was denver was a fun time for me getting back with kenya yeah carmelo um me and alan Ives, that's what we really got close when he came to that mm-hmm. team in denver and it just was it just was a fun a fun environment a, a talented team a lot of a lot of top ten, number one picks on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't beat the Spurs, mm-hmm. even though if we played them in pickup, we'd kill them. But we we couldn't beat them in the NBA right. playoff series. Right. So it, there's not one in particular story, but it's just like just every day. We the, the bench team is going at the starters in practice. It's a battle every day in practice, and then you know we go out there. And, you know we we winning games, and then you know we hanging out and kicking it at night. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a a real fun, fun environment being around those guys. Now, did you kick it in the club with AI a lot? Yeah, it was me and AI really. So especially when he got there, and <clears throat> it was it was every every night, every, every city, <laughs> Utah. You know, it okay. don't matter. What is there, there to there, do in Utah? We'll make something to do with Utah. <laughs> All right, this this is our story here. Okay, you kicking it with AI? Yeah, I mean he. AI is a legend amongst so many, <laughs> so many people. Kicker. It's unbelievable. You wouldn't like, you wouldn't believe like this dude because we we have Carmelo at this time was right. one of the best players in the league. Right. And um, did you have braids at that point? Because yeah, you had we had they like that was we, like the braided squad. Man, we had like the that girl, team uh, more braids and tattoos. Man, man, we had like six guys right. And our braider, I was like, <laughs> man, I know she is killing it right now. You had a team braider was Birdman yeah. on that team yeah. too. Yeah. No. Okay. That was after. Okay. Right? Was, Wasn't that yeah, after like, you? Birdman was after he was, you. He was after me. Yeah, yeah, but she, cause she, she braided all our hair. Oh and, man, you know, I would, you know, give her a regular, you know, fifty dollars. Somebody, hey, I was giving her hundreds of dollars, and we getting our hairs done like me and AI and Mello. We getting our hair done probably every two, three days. Uh-huh. This girl's making some serious money with with us. I know when we cut our hair, <laughs> she had to she probably had to find another job or something. Hey, man, was J.R. Smith on that team? Yeah, he, he he was there. He didn't have braids though. Yeah, yeah. That's a wild team. Oh, yeah, wild JR there, too? Yeah, man, we had some talent. Was he at the team. club? Yeah, everybody oh. was. Oh, but man. But, yeah, but what I was saying about the difference, so, so we got Mellow, right? Yeah, yeah. Mellow. So we go out. It's just regular, you know. We, like, when AI came to the team, when we started to go out, like, guys were just staying in the middle of the club. Just when the camera phones really first started coming out, everybody just holding their camera phone against AI, like, the whole time. <laughs> really and like his his super his star level was just night and day from Carmelo's who was a star yeah and like we we play we play on the away games you know they they announced Carmelo Anthony boo they announced Allen Iverson the away team cheers for him 
Yeah. I've never seen nothing like it. That's crazy. It's crazy. He, AI just has that effect. He you does. Know? Still to this day. I've been yeah. trying to get him to come here. Um, really? Yeah, I was FaceTiming him with some of the some of the players in the team, and they going crazy. I'm like, I'm trying to get him to come down here. It'd be nice to have AI in Cincinnati. But, hey, I help make that happen. Anything we need to do. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Right, but still to this day, just, just like people's reception to this dude is – it's unbelievable. And does he understand it? Does he get it? He he does. Okay. He does. And it's it's not easy for him because, like, sometimes people, you know, they might approach him at the wrong time, and he might he might just be like, man, I can't. If I, if I take a picture with you, I'm going to take, take a, a picture, picture with 100 people. Yeah, yeah. And they don't really get it. But then you catch him another time, and this person might be like, man, got to be the greatest guy in the world. Yeah. Somebody else might be like, oh, man, he's an asshole. That's like when you yeah. go to the mall with Meech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I, I heard – yeah, I heard AI is pretty accommodating, uh, for the most part. Yeah. with with people that that meet him, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's true, but that's just, yeah. it just depends know. on the time. Yeah, he'll yeah. sit there and talk to you all night if you if you just if you talk right. to him right, you just sit there chilling with him. But then if you catch him at the wrong time, it's like there's a lot of people around. Yeah, yeah. And he he still kicks it, doesn't he? Um, yeah, can kind kind of calm down, but yeah. And um, you recently were were involved, and I want to talk about this. Um. The big three, mm-hmm. Ice Cube's big three, um, heavy Bearcat influence yeah, yeah. in the, in the big three. Also, real quick before I forget, what was the was it Kenyon that was responsible for? Um, just there were a lot of Bearcats a part of that that Nuggets team. You came over, James White. Did Kenyon have something to do with that? Um, maybe not with. I mean, well, James James came after. I don't, James has been following me everywhere I go. James, James, <laughs> look, James went has. to my high school after me. He's from me. D.C. Yeah. Yeah. He went to my high school after me. Then he come to Cincinnati after me. Like, yeah. He lives right around the corner from me back home. Oh, he wow. He go to the Nuggets. He go to the Knicks. He took my number. I wore the Knicks after I left there. I'm like, James. Single white female. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's like my son. Like, man, wow. stop following me it's my whole career. <laughs> That's funny. He didn't get in the game at AU. He played with us. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. So the big three. How'd you get involved with that? Um, well, Kenya originally told me about it because they they approached him early on when they was you know thinking of the concept, and he said, um, you know that they they're gonna do this um, ice cube, just you know call me, they're gonna do this three on three thing, um, they you know make some money and you know play three on three. It's gonna seem like it's gonna be a good idea. Mm-hmm. He's like, you gonna be you down with me? I said, yeah, cool. So he's like, yeah, it's gonna be me, you, and I, and we're gonna try to get Gilbert Arenas and find another player because originally I thought because they picked like eight captains and I, I thought they was just going to let them just pick whatever five players they wanted uh-huh. so then when they changed it up where well, you had to draft guys um that's when you know island when they wanted to get island involved um and island was like yeah i'm about i'm gonna I'm get on with the big three thing man you're gonna be with me i was like nah bro kenyon already told me about it i got you know i'm gonna play with kenyon uh-huh and he asked like five times i kept telling him nah i'm playing with kenyon right so then i guess when they put the rule in every captain could pick a co-captain mm-hmm. that they want to just have, but they don't have to go through the draft process. Kenyon ended up picking Al Harrison as his co-captain. And then Al came to me again was like, man, Kenyon pick Al. Man, you my co-captain. I said, man, well, look, talk to Kenyon because I don't want him to think I'm switching up on him or nothing. He told right. me about it. Don't get me in the middle of that. He said, I'm going to call him. So then he called me back like, yeah, I talked to him, man. You with me. So I called Kenyon. I'm like, yo, you talked to Al? He's like, nah. <laughs> I, said, man. I said, man, that dude, wow, man. I said, well, man, he, he making me his co-captain. I love Alan. I told him to talk to you about it. I'm letting you know I wasn't trying to do no switch-up stuff. 
I told you I'm with you. I'm gonna be with you. He said, man. He said, yeah. nah. He said he ain't called me, but man, you go ahead. You got the guaranteed money. You ain't got to go through all that, man. Go ahead. You gonna be the co-captain? Just you know, go ahead. That's cool. That's wow. funny. <laughs> That's how I ended up being, you know, with the co-captain for Three's Company instead of being on Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Now I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the league was first announced and all the team teams were announced, you guys were the the team to beat. Isn't that right? Weren't you, you like the but, top? Yeah, but I don't know who came up with that. I think they were probably expecting to see Hall of Fame Island. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they came up with that. But, um, you know, Island wasn't – Island didn't continue to play like the rest of them guys. Like even a lot of guys who are not in the NBA anymore, no they still play. Yeah. Island, you know, didn't play anymore. He's, once he stopped, he stopped. Yeah, right. And that game don't really help him because mm-hmm. he can't use his speed. He can still run. Yeah. But full court was his game. He needed to use his speed and get up and down. A half court, they're just going to throw him in the post every time. Right. Right. Now, now, now you guys went city to city. Yeah. And, and what, what was that like? Were, you, were they still treating you guys as, as rock stars? Yeah. Was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was like the NBA again. It was like the NBA three on three. Like, how was that feeling like? It was, it was good. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I mean, the, first of all, the league, first class, treat us first class. We fly first class everywhere. Oh, we, wow. All the best hotels, they take care of everything per diem, just like me in the NBA. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that, not even to mention, we get our checks right after the game. Everything's professional. Okay. And um, the NBA need to get, me, get down <laughs> with this. That I know. We're trying to – they need to help us out. They yeah. Act like we're in competition with them. Yeah. I mean, it's – yeah, during the off season, like, right. what's the point? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it's like the legends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stars at every game. Yeah. Every local actor or rapper and, and sports player came to the game. Elo um, Kuche was there a lot. He was, why yeah, why he, was he was he involved with it? I don't, not that I know of. I okay. think he just enjoyed it. Okay. He, he, was, he was like four or five was, stars. Yeah, man. he was. Yeah, we we seen a lot of we seen a lot of um stars on on this tour. And this yeah. And just imagine, you know, 40, 50 NBA players all in a hotel. Oh, you know, man. at one time, man. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was it was the NBA again. <laughs> It'd be older groupies. It'd be like, it'd be like old groupies. It's like a, it's a, it's a new league of groupies. Like, like oh, she, hey. was, she was dope back in the 90s, and now she coming. Hey, man, shoot. These dudes, we ain't that old. These oh, girls look yeah. just like. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It ain't right. no difference. Especially yeah. in the town, ain't got a team. Now, them coaches, I don't know about, you know, Doc and Clyde and all them. They might got the old groupies, but these, <laughs> the, the players, you know, they still in yeah, 30s. It's, yeah, it's still, still the game's still real. Right. How, how was that having some of the, the older legends coaching? Like, I thought that was definitely a cool touch. That was cool. Right? That was cool because them guys, um, I, I knew most of the other guys. Uh huh. Them guys, I didn't. I, I got a chance to be around these dudes every every week. Um, we didn't really have a coach because, you know, AI was supposed to be the coach, but Dr. J and Clyde and Rick Barry. Um, got, I got I got real close with Gary. Um, and it was it was great just for, for them guys. But Iceman, man, I grew up uh-huh. as Iceman. I, I was compared to him a lot. Yeah, sure. And um, it was, you know, just good having, you know, just talks with them with them dudes. That was and my boy who he traveled most of the cities with us, and he was like, man, I really, he said, I couldn't pay for, I couldn't, there's no price to put on being on this tour with y'all. Yeah. Just, you know, the the amount of, like, just talking to these guys and being around these dudes that we grow up watching. He's like, man, this guy's like the best guy in the world. And, yeah. You know, they, they exchange, he exchanged the numbers with Hall of Famers that he probably thought they'd never even see. Yeah. You know, just by, you know, being being on the tour with us and Mahmoud Abdul-Rufi, even though he was, he played mm-hmm. and that dude is a, is a great dude to just, 
be around and just listen to him talk. He might have been the first dude that really got blackballed for sitting down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sitting yep. down for the national anthem. And yep. he's still 48 years old and, mm-hmm. he can, and can play. He he could have played a lot more years in the NBA. They were saying he was the first Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you see his, his <clears throat> college joints with Chris Jackson ball was, yeah. was, yep. was yeah. stupid. Like that team had him and Shaq and mm-hmm. Stanley Robertson. It was mm-hmm. like, 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 how does that not not win? You right, know what I'm saying? right, right. But yeah, but just being around guys. I mean, guys, you was teammates with. You get to hang out with again. But then, guys, you would never got a chance to be teammates with. You getting to know know them more because you're seeing them every every weekend. And um, just the camaraderie of the guys just being around each other. Then you go out there and try to take each other's head off on the court. Yeah, yeah. That was cool having um, that many Bearcats. Ruben was on your team, Ruben, Ruben Patterson. Was my team, James yeah. was on Kenyon's team. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was definitely cool. That I was... tried to tell more of them guys, man. Y'all, a lot of they didn't want to show up for the draft. They didn't know how real it was going to be. Like I thought, Max Seal, Jason Max Seal would would jump in. I would think it'd be great because he was over in Japan, right? Um, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Do they have a rule that you can only have so many guys from a certain college on a team? Does that even <laughs> matter? Right, that don't even. That, that doesn't matter. Matter. They just. They were lucky that two of their two captains were happy to be Cincy guys. So yeah. And one of the best picks in the draft was Kenyon drafting James. Yep. And the thing is, James wasn't at the draft because James was still overseas. Mm-hmm. So James just sent video in. A few guys did that. Yeah. So them guys didn't get a chance to see him, but mm-hmm. we knew. We know James. Still yeah, yeah. Can play James still in shape. So. Right, and he just follows you around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So that's going to go on next year, yeah. correct? Are you going to participate again? Yeah, I'm a captain. I'm, I'm captain's with AI again. Is he going to? Is he going to do it? Or? So this is this Uh-oh. we're trying to figure out. Well, all the captains, and this is great, you know, for me too, because mm-hmm. the captains get to come back at, at their role. Okay. And um, the other players go back into a draft pool. Okay. So I don't gotta worry about you know getting drafted and you know you, you grandfathered in. Yeah, I'm grandfathered in. Yeah, and um, so with AI because they sent me a contract, like a two year contract a few days ago, and it said co captain on there, and I was like, because I did everything for this team. Uh huh. AI was just chilling. Yeah, the drafted, name. Yeah, I drafted the team, coached the team, played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, man. He didn't even show up to some game, right? Yeah, well, one 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 game he had something going on. He didn't show up to it. Then they suspended him for the next game. So. <laughs> that was chipping me yeah, out. Right. I'm like, man, we talking <laughs> about the game. He gets suspended. <laughs> he went to come to practice. So, so we was trying to figure out. I think, I think, hey, I'm, maybe he's just going to coach us this year. Okay. And then I'll take over as the captain. Okay. And then um, I'll have to probably find another captain. Okay. To be my, to be my co-captain. Okay. But they, they predicting this probably – to be the worst year of the league, and this still was a great, a great year. They think it's, it's going to get better. Oh, they better. said the big three was going to be the worst this year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The first year, yeah, it's be first the year. <clears throat> yeah, just trying to get probably going to try to come and play. Kobe, we talking about Kobe? They, 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 they saying Kobe. They, they would love for Kobe to be there, but I don't think Kobe would do something like that. Kobe would probably that's your co captain be the owner. Man, I can't. Yeah. He can't be my co. Kobe could be the whole league's captain if he yeah. wanted to. Like, yeah, yeah. If I can get Kobe. I'll stay the co-captain here. You be the captain. He should. I think he should. I think he should be a part of it in in some who are some the sort of best way. recent like like Paul Pierce, Paul I guess. Pierce. Yeah, Tracy McGrady. Paul, Paul Tracy said he said that he wasn't going to play. Um, I seen him tweet something like that. Paul said, I think Paul said he wanted to play. I would love to. Get That'd be a good KG. pickup. Ooh, yeah. KG would be great yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. He he has that. Yeah. 
That would be that would be Ray good Allen. Up. I mean, I guess the, all the big three. Yeah. I don't see Ray doing that. Ray seems like he's just kind of just chilling. Yeah, just on, on, somebody on said world. Lamar Odom. Lamar came to, came to a game. Somebody even mentioned really? Lamar. Yeah, he needs to. He needs yeah, to I like get to back. see him back, yeah. back back in the in the mix. So right. I think that'd be therapeutic for him too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, anybody else you can um, think of? I don't. I need to think of some because I'm a probably gonna have to get, get Yao. Captain, get so. Yao Ming because everybody else off. Man, I would love to get Yao. Get, Ming. get Yao Ming. Oh, he he got to run. That would be yeah. That would be good from international. That's what standpoint. I'm saying. What? Yeah, they they should make here, here are your GMs right here. Yeah, right, right. there. They're I actually marketing. thought about that. Yeah, someone guys, some guys that's that big. They they would probably want some kind of ownership. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. opposed to just going out there. Get Yi Jing Liang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going down the list. Yeah, of- yeah. I got a question, though. Uh, let me ask you something about, um, since we're talking about guys who are like older players, uh-huh. you hear about Stefan Marbury. Yeah. Said he's uh, about to leave China and he's trying to go back to the NBA. What? Yeah. 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 So he, tw- he tweeted something, or oh, he put it on IG a few days ago saying that he want his to, his last year, he, he want to <clears throat> do his last year in the NBA. Wow, you think he can? I don't know. I haven't I haven't really seen none of his China games. I, I know either. he's been been doing good over he's there. He's huge yeah. over there, right? Yeah. They have a statue or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like a guy that that you could at least bring in, just like you know, like I mean, I don't know if Minnesota would want to just have him kind of like as a as a mentor for the you know the young cats. Yeah, I mean, you know, because you know he was wild when he was in the league. No so doubt. I mean, I don't know if they trust him or not to be like, but he seems like he's like super mature, and you know, just his story would benefit. Yeah, cats, and he's you know. been playing, and I'm pretty sure he's in good shape. I, I, yeah, I, no I, doubt. I think he could do as long as he has no injuries. Uh huh. I think he'll be able. To Where's do. he from originally? New York. He's from New York. I know but what 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 borough? Coney Island. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But he but I mean like I said he he he's certainly big three if he don't make it on on the NBA team. Oh like, yeah. That's, right. You know what I'm saying? Gilbert. Gilbert. I think Gilbert. Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. Oh, he's a, that's a wild dude right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. You get them starberries back up. Get them, <laughs> get them, get them up and up and Oh man. What 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 kicks did you rock? Oh, um, I played in KDs and Kobe's. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's that's mostly what I've been playing in the last few years. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Is that if you were playing college ball right now, mm-hmm. that's what you would wear. Yeah, if you were on a Nike team, mm-hmm. a Nike sponsor. Okay, okay, good deal. So here's what I want to do real quick. I want to um, jump into a couple uh, current popular topics real quick. And Glenn and I were were talking. Uh, Mario, you can chime in on this. Uh, Canella Triple G. The, the fight this past uh, Saturday. The robbery. I <laughs> I rushed back. I went to the, the UC-Miami football game. So the, the, the Miami-Oxford scores, they had a field goal, made it 17-6, fourth quarter, five-some minutes to go. I said to my buddy, I said, let's dip. Let's go watch the, the Triple G Canelo fight. Little did you know. We leave. We walk from the stadium to BW3s in Oxford, sit down, ready to watch the fight, and the place erupts. And I'm like, what is going on? Bearcats get that pick six. And then they win the game. I'm like, man, that is crazy. crazy. Great comeback. Run then the I ball. uh huh? run the ball and punt it. I don't know what are you doing throwing the ball. Man. Oh. I thought it was over. I didn't I didn't even like I was online. I saw like, oh, okay, it's a wrap. I, I ain't even interested. Oh, the whole stadium left. Yeah. It was crazy. Like I we were filing out after that field goal, and there was just like everyone was leaving. And then Bearcat fans like oh, yelling at the coaches and stuff. You know how that stuff goes. And That's just like Bearcat. <laughs> watch your mouth. So, uh, <laughs> so the fight, Glenn. I want to get. Did you watch the fight? Yeah, I'm a big did, fight fan. I know you are. Okay, I want to make sure you saw that. We had a bet going we had a bet. on. Tell 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 Slim about the bet. Uh, well, 
I said Triple G was going to win. Then Meech said that he thought Canelo was going to win by knockout. So right. I told him I'd bet, I'd bet that, you know, that he doesn't get knock him out. But it, I, I don't even know what we even settled on. I don't know if we set knockout for each. I, I win yes. if K- Triple G and you win if, if, if Canelo knocks, knocks out. him out. But there was no knockout. And there will be no 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 Carito card exchange <laughs> at this occasion. So, what, what thoughts it, on the fight? It appeared that Canelo um, did not have the rounds to get the the the, mm-hmm. the decision that ended up being a draw. But I mean, I had on. I mean, not that I'm, I'm at home scoring, but like you should have. I thought it was probably eight four seven five triple G. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and I don't know the one the one judge saw the fight. What was? That's just it's, it's just it's just corruption. It's, that's just ridiculous. And, and it, in its purest form. I, I mean, I just I shook my. I heard that. I was like, you got it. And I don't know why the the HBO broadcast. You know, Harold Letterman does the the mm-hmm. uh, the scorecard. Uh-huh. How difficult is it for everyone to do a scorecard? Yeah. You're just marking check. I think he won right. the round. You know what I'm saying? And if somebody gets knocked down, so. It always kind of trips me out when they do that because, like, like Harold Letterman is the only person that's watching this fight that has an idea of what the score might be. Like, like why doesn't Max and Roy, you know what I'm saying, yeah, and, yeah. and, and uh, Westcott, like, everyone. So then have it, a scorecard. Yeah, so so then you can just like, okay, this is how egregious this is because we all got this, you know, yeah. a similar narrative. So if it's other than that, you can kind of, and say it as it goes along. Like, though, I got, you know, yeah, I, like I scored that. That, that round. But they right. don't do that. Right. Like, I like that idea. And, and there's no price on judges. Like, have 50 judges. Why do we have to have three? Yeah. These three people, like, you could have seven. They're, they're... Now, I heard an interesting idea on a podcast. They said, have an um, uneven number of rounds. So that way, there, there could never be a draw. Yeah. Have either 13 or 11. And my, my idea, you ready for this? Have an 11th round, but guess what? Twice the time. You don't get the break. You get you get a six minute because so that round um, just to get the odd number, but you still get the same so amount saying, of minutes. So you're saying the eleventh round would be the last round, yeah. but it would be six minutes long. Yeah, and that would probably increase like knockout because mm-hmm. you ain't get tired. the rest. Yeah, they, they, they would be tired. That's what I'm saying. Six minute round. I don't yeah. think they're going for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a long time. Hey, it's championship rounds. <laughs> I think they like the draws though. The, yeah. Oh, oh don't doubt. That's, 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 that's a rematch. Yeah. That's oh, automatic. Right. Yeah. That, you could write the check for the second one on, on that one. And by the way, I want to give uh, De La Hoya props for the timing. For paying the ref? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, the timing of the fight. I think he picked the right time for both of these fighters. You know, Triple G's a, a little bit less than what he what he was. Canelo's getting a lot better. He's getting a lot better. What do yeah. you think about the fight, Slim? Um. I, I I I agree I agree a lot with him. I thought it was it's just sad for boxing that this, this keep happening. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. thought at best I give Canelo four rounds. Okay. Um, and so so I got people in my house watching this fight, and um, so we're watching. It just looked like really Triple G is just kind of from like the fourth round on. He just kind of just like walked him down and just Being did, the did what he wanted. So twelfth mm-hmm. round, you know, one of my friends is over there. He's I'm like, man, why? Is, but you shouldn't be trying to punch him in his twelfth round. Just get out of the way. Just move. Yeah, cruise yeah. out this round. Don't even punch him. I said, bro. Yeah. I said, watch, watch these judges. I said, no watch. 
I say <laughs> trickery goes on with boxing. Yeah, yeah. I say, and he knows that, so he's going to, you know, continue his fight. He's like, man, there's no way that they're going to, um, you know, pull no funny stuff with this fight right here. I said, bro, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen worse. Oh, yeah. Man. So no. when them scores came out, they said draw. I said, look, <laughs> I just tried to tell y'all. Unbelievable, man! Oh yeah, the whole place, the whole bar oh, yeah. booed. When, when, whenever you in a group of people and they like putting their money for a fight, put put in your dollar for a draw. You, you walk away with, <laughs> with, with after everybody that put in their joint. Like I got the draw. You, yeah, yeah. Like here's my thirty five dollars, whatever. Uh, unbelievable, Mario. Do you watch it? Uh, I caught the tail end of it. Thoughts? I thought that it was too big of a fight for it to come out as a draw. Okay, but I did. I do think it was a really good fight, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the fight, but I really, I, I thought Triple G beat him. Yeah, okay. beat him pretty easy. Well, people look at the fights like, like it was an even fight, but you know rounds count. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 yeah, yeah. like I might win a bunch of rounds close, and you win the rounds. You you win, you know, more more decisively. But you know, like. Once you got seven rounds in the bag, it's kind of like, yo, I just don't got to get knocked out. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I should right. have this joint exactly. done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But right. did you see the did you see the the, the scorecard that that was well, basically the third scorecard? It was like one eighteen to one ten. Yeah, the crazy one for yeah. Canelo. Right. Yeah. That's what, yeah for Canelo. I'm like, yo, it ain't no way everybody else is like that close. You know what I mean in, in in the score, but then yours is like basically lopsided towards Canelo. She got that well, briefcase. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> no doubt that about bag. that. <laughs> she got secured the bag. I will say this: watching and you you were watching with a a group of people. I was watching it at BW 3s packed house, and the majority of the fight, the hard hits from Canelo caused more of a reaction than most of the punches. That Triple G yeah. threw. Triple, three, triple, triple G threw a hook that caught Canelo. He kind of went back and hit the ropes, and then he shook his head. You know, everyone kind of went, ooh. But I think for the most part, and I think Triple G won the fight, don't get me wrong, but it's something about boxing too. Canelo threw less punches, but his punches were harder, and they caused a bigger reaction yeah. from the crowd. And I think people get caught up in that too. Not the judges, but just right. the people – you know, yeah. watching the fight. So my thing about that is, and I was telling my guys um, at the house who who not big fight fans, mm-hmm. when 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 Canelo punched, he punched like he's trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And it, it looked like it's just so much effort in it. Yep. When Triple G punches, he's it's just natural power. It don't look like he's yeah, putting yeah. that much effort into I, it. I agree with that. He'll hit you on the shoulder and you'll fall. Yeah. And and I don't. So that's why I don't think Canelo's punches were harder. They just appear to be hard. Yeah, he just yeah. just just more. It's it's coming back from yeah, a further point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's more animated. Yeah, towards especially towards the end when when he he started to realize he had to be desperate. Yeah, and Triple G's right in, walking him down in front of his face, and he threw some wild ones. Yeah, he landed some hard ones. Triple G never never he kept coming. Yeah, yeah. didn't stop him at all. Because Triple G had him on the rope so much, it yeah. was just like like yeah. he he was he was commanded like the ring general shit. What they always say like like right. like that was so on the part of, of the film me. I thought Canelo worked really well from the ropes because most of them guys, yeah. most of the guys would have been gone. Yeah, no doubt. At that point, he he moved around well on the ropes, but he still was getting hit. Yeah, and he still was getting walked down. Yeah, he was. He should have been losing those rounds on points where he was on the ropes. Yeah. But but did you see Teddy Atlas? 
Oh yeah. Well, Teddy's always Teddy's always gonna give you no, something. No, Teddy Allen. Teddy Allen should have won an Emmy for, for that for he, that 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 hour he, he gave us post fight. Huh? He he could have been biased about yeah. it because he actually picked Canelo before the fight. Yeah, he just I thought he was keeping it real. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. He's a little animated, but he he was on it. Him. That, that, he should win an award for that for that that forty five <laughs> minutes after the fight. Boy. Well, I, I'd like to see a rematch. I don't know how you guys feel. I don't want to see yeah. one. Rather, but even Triple G would have won. They still want to do a rematch. Yeah, Canelo yeah. had that in his, in his contract. Yeah. yeah. No, no doubt about that. Hey, I want to jump in. Did you happen to watch? I'm sure Glenn, you watched a little bit, a little bit of it. Did you guys watch the Emmys at all last night? Slam, no Emmys. Mario, no Emmys. Glenn, no, I was watching. I was watching the Deuce. Oh yeah, you 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 were talking about that. The Deuce has retro pips talking about about the Nixon administration. You got to watch the Deuce. We let me finally a show with pimping back in it. And I and I'm I'm all for that. I think we've we've gone too long. It goes out saying. Uh, Glenn, have you? Or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Slim. Have you ever seen the video? Um, what, what's the documentary with uh, Mr. White folks? <laughs> oh, pimps up, hose down. Pimps up, hose down. Have you ever seen that documentary? No. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. And type YouTube, that please. in and thank me and text me later and say oh, thank man. you. It's a classic. When you see Mr. White folks, Mr. White folks has a has a. Uh, How long is this? It's, it's, it's like a whole two hour thing. It's an hour long. It's an hour, hour and a half. I think it's an hour. And long. it feels like fifteen minutes of just greatness. Oh man, it's Mr. White folks has a. These uh, are real. Uh, these are uh, real life pimps. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. That's where Don Magic Juan got 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 like like really national famous. Don Magic Juan is um, pimping Ken. Yeah, pimping Ken God has long been a favorite. Pimpin Ken. Milwaukee's own. His Pimpin lines Ken. though Pimpin are what get you. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Mr. White folks has a, a, a old like seventies Rolls Royce. Um, from Europe, so he's on the yeah. he's on the other side. He's on the other side of the he's road. He's driving on the other side. <laughs> you feel me? The steering wheel's on the left. The wheel on the right. It's a white dude, white suit, big white hat. Oh, it's it's wild. I'm telling you, and this is a real life dude. It's it's old. It's an old documentary. Yeah, it's, probably, it's like like It's around ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He uh, what's kind of uh, uh, Don Magic Wand tell the story? Said like one of his, his girls that got got cut up or whatever it, and was in the hospital and he visits her in the hospital and the mom comes up and the mom's in the, in the room with him and she looks up and says, daddy, when they got to let me out here so I can get you your money. <laughs> Damn. And, 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 the, and the mother says, uh, what, what have you done to my daughter? And he said, lady, that's just dedication. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's pimping. Oh, man. Uh, Slim, watch that. Okay. Text me just to say thank you. Okay. I know that's what's what's going to come out of that. We're, we're a bad influence. <laughs> we are. I want to say this. So I thought the Emmys. I, I'm a big award show, show guy. He's Mr. Award Show. I, I, I watch. He's a fan of hosting. I watch them all. I thought. I thought uh, Stephen Colbert did well last night. Okay. I thought he did a good job. Um, Donald Glover. Atlanta. Yes. Did you see his shape up? No, I saw. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have. This needs Pay special to, attention. This needs to be studied. Good or bad? It is the most bizarre shape up. It is unexplainable. It almost looks like <laughs> you know you when, when you see a map of the United States and they got like the borders uh-huh. of different states. It almost looks like a border. Like it it starts. It takes on a square, a triangle. It goes up, and then he has a part down the was side. It intentional? That's what I, I was going to ask. Can you see the, like the, the it's like a meme going around. Somebody's yeah, got like that. way yeah. like like a yeah. I, no, you it, it looks part unintentional. It looks like parts they tried to shape up, okay. but not 
You wait. Just wait till you see it. Okay. You be like, man, this dude. All right. I'll pay special attention to it. To... <laughs> it's it, it's it's bizarre. So we've had a nice little uh, DC theme going here with not only Demar Johnson, but we've had uh, Wale for our intro. EU. And I want to bring up the end of our podcast, uh, Slim. We always have a blast from the past song. Um, so this blast from the past song is from an artist who's from the DC area. You're going to know who it is. Okay. Now this artist's real name is Elgin Baylor Lumpkin. You know who this is? Yeah, I know. Okay. So Elgin Baylor named after another DC great. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know Baylor was in his name though. Yes, and he he's that. named after Elgin Blair, uh, DC yeah, I great. Did, I didn't I didn't know that. I know Elgin Blair from DC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that right, Slim? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mario, cue it up. <laughs> I was like six or seven when this came out. Yeah, Mario is, is, is the genuine of Cincinnati. <laughs> genuine pony, pony. Was this now, a Timberland beat? This was a Timberland beat. Okay. And how he got hooked up with Timberland was from he was originally connected to um, Dalvin from Jodeci. Okay. So they were genuine, and him were connected through you know, some production stuff. <laughs> through Mr. Dalvin, and Mr. Dalvin introduced him to Missy. Okay, who then introduced him to Timberland, and that's how that whole crew okay uh, got connected. But a couple interesting things with with genuine. Now he lost both of his parents at a young age. Dad committed suicide. Um, oh, mother wow. died of cancer, and uh, he uh, tried to attempt suicide and he talks a lot about that and um you know him thinking about taking his life but oh, okay in 2009 genuine admitted to having nine kids okay wow <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was he, he was out there doing his thing for a while now and you you, you did you know him at all did you yeah um a, a friend of mine was um a guy he, he he grew up with a, a lot of my cousins. He was doing some music stuff. I don't know what his role was, manager or what. He um he 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 managed. He, he did something for Genuine. Okay. Actually, my my twenty first birthday, we was at DC Live in DC, and me and Genuine was together and uh, walking around the club searching for girls. Well, he got one of those girls pregnant. Hey, I know. And my guy, my guy was telling me like, "Man, G out here, man, raw dog on everybody, man." Oh man! Yeah, that was a fun night. Ended up throwing up that night. Y'all got a in the club? Did they really used to play like that in the club, like pony? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. No, I'm just, I, I'm just yeah. asking. Oh, that was a jam. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I oh. wasn't going to clubs back then. I was like, seven. Oh, no, yeah. no. Anything oh, yeah. you hear on the radio was, was in right. the club. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that, that that song was, Mario. So, wow, you kicked it with Genuine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I did, And I didn't know that. I just, I just, I said, let me think of somebody from D.C. that we would all know 
you know, really well. Right. That's pretty. Could he hoop? Did he hoop? He uh, looks like he played a little ball I, or something. I, I, I've never seen him hoop, but I know he boxes. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I mess somebody. So, so you can't, you can't, can't be t- out here make, making, making tweet jokes about right. Jalen. Yeah, all the, right. I know. All the pretty boy jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us quickly um, what you have going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, are you planning to get involved with more coaching? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your future holds? Okay. So right now it was basically just trying to get the schoolwork done. Okay. How far away? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I got a, I got a ways to go. Probably two years. Okay. If I if I keep going at the pace I'm going, I'm taking like five classes online. Yeah, on online. Have you Have you been to campus at all for any uh, classes in the? Nah, all mine's on, online. I go okay. to campus when I'm in practice and when okay. I workouts with the with the players. So, just basically coaching up the players and um getting my work done. Then in the summer, just you know, I guess with the big three th- thing now, you know. Yeah. I'm locked into that, trying to, you know, get that, build that league, help build that league up, and, you know, just glad I can be, you know, a part of the first year and the year is on. Uh, any involvement in coaching in the future? Well. At, at the collegiate level? I would I would rather, if, I, if it was up to me, I would rather be in the front office in the NBA. Okay. If that's what I would rather, because I'm, I'm, I'm more so, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to be hugs and Mick and they're yelling at kids and cussing them all out every day. Right, know? right. I want to, you know, <laughs> put put the teams together and you know when guys need advice, I'm I'm there I'm there to give it to them. Boss moves. Yeah, but a part of me, you know, getting my degree is still opening that door. Um, yeah. If you know, I get my degree and you know I get an opportunity to coach at college, then yeah, you know, I will do that. If the opportunity is right, but um. I would, I would rather be on on the NBA level. Okay, that'll be good. I don't need my degree for that, so that them, that job can come anytime. Mm-hmm. And then you know, at that point, I got to make a decision. You know, rather be you know leave here and go there. Yeah, but you can still do the online. I can still do classes online, with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well now that you're this far into it. Right. Finish that up. Right. 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 Tell for our our Bearcat fans. Give us a quick glimpse of this year's team. How they look? Um, I'm I'm really excited to see these guys play. We got a we got a we got a really good team. Um, okay. The, the 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 big the big question the one I'm I really I'm really curious to see what Kane's going to do with right. Kane. That's the big if one. Kane does yep. what he does in practice every day. If he if he can if he does that in the games, mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be a, a really smooth smooth year for us because. That kid's fast, man. And in practice the other day, I'm like, man, I'm thinking he's a scorer. He's not even – he's pa- he's making all kind of passes. And I'm like, man, he's just doing – he's not even sweating. Mm-hmm. Who would you compare him to? Um, I don't know. It's like it's, – it's, it's, it's hard to compare him. At first, I heard somebody say Nick a little bit, but mm-hmm. Nick, Nick's much more of a jump shooter than Kane is. Mm-hmm. Kane gets to the rim. Nick Van Exel. Yeah, you're talking Nick about. Van Exel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he's left-handed. He's he's shorter, super fast. Mm-hmm. He finishes at the rim so well. And he'll knock down the jump shot if you give it to him. But he's mm-hmm. he really wants to, like, attack you. And he's going to get fouled, and he's going to have a lot of layups this year. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't really know who that is. If he shot the jump shot more, I could probably compare him to a guy like Nick. Okay. I'm I'm really interested because it's it seems like – it's going to be a, a big change from last year's group with, with Troy 
and Troy Copain really, right. you know, he slowed it down more, um, really was concentrating on making less mistakes. Mm-hmm. And Kane, from the, the little glimpse that I've seen of him, he really wants to put – he's not as worried about making right. mistakes but more creating opportunities. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. And I, I, and I told Mick this because um, that's what Troy was good at. I mean, Mick really wanted Troy to push, push, push. Like people ask why we, why we don't run. I said, well, Mick, we got drills where they got to, you know, get a certain amount of layups back and forth in a certain amount of time. Mick right. tells them to run all the time. But Troy is just he's, – he's, he's careful with the ball. Yeah. He's not going to go yep. out there and, you know, just try to – you know, do anything and, and turn the ball over. Kane is not, you know, a turnover heavy guy, but Kane's going to get more turnovers because he's going to make more happen. He's right, gonna, he's going to make things happen. Not, I, I, no, I think we can live with that. I think we can live with that too. And yeah. Mick, Mick, Mick knows that. I just saw a magazine say number eight in the country preseason. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, um, nice. I saw a couple magazines of uh, us being top ten and most. Yeah, yeah, most magazine. And two, I like the schedule, the way the schedule set up this year. I like the crosstown shootout mm-hmm. early. I believe it's December second. I believe it is, oh, and then wow. I like it early because sometimes when you have it during the conference, it takes away from. Yeah. I think the guys Focus. concentrate. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then we go from the crosstown shootout to uh, New Jersey to play the Gators, the okay. Florida Gators, December ninth, and then I forget who we play in between, and then we the, play the, the Meacham Family Classic. That's right. Then we play uh, UCLA mm-hmm. at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Now we play uh, Wichita home and home, Wichita State. The second ball brother. What do you say? Second ball brother, Leangelo. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, and then Wichita State. I mean, they're, they're as high. I saw them at, uh, ranked number three in one poll. So uh, I think the schedule's set up to be. We got to buy that kid as Jordan's too. We, we, we promised oh, him. JR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got we to gotta get it, JR. <laughs> We 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 just lie to kids. So <laughs> so so DJ. One thing we do during the basketball season is um, I reach out to a different walk on from a team, a basketball team around the country, and I have them on the show and get that perspective from the the, the end of the bench. Right. So we had a walk on from uh, Wichita State, and my my stick is I challenge each walk on that we have on the show to beat my walk on. Um, record for a single game a single game scoring so one kid uh did beat it so and what we, is what is that record uh i had seven points in uh 30 some seconds okay. so we told them if they could get eight we get them we buy them a pair of jordans but we'd buy the jordan of whatever number they scored so I, what did he get 12 or nine no he had eight so we owned, okay so we, we got so get finding some eights jordan eights yeah so yep. he did this after after um, y'all had this conversation, yeah, I think yeah, because well, we brought him back on, didn't we? Because yeah. we originally talked to Zach well, he was, Bush. We didn't necessarily make the promise to him previously, but one of it, one of the teammates. Yes, well, yeah. that's right, Zach Bush. So did. we do yep. have a, a contractual out if we just don't don't, don't ever want to give him the shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah, we right. didn't promise him. We t- promised your, your boy. <laughs> that's funny. Well, uh, DJ, I appreciate you uh, coming on. I know you got to get and go watch your uh, yeah. watch your boys play here. Yeah. Um, Looks like Odell's going to be healthy this game. Yeah. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, gave us some good some good stories. Um, and I think a lot of people wanted to know about those socks. That's that's funny. We got to the bottom of those damn socks. Yeah, man. That's a good story, man. We appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me anytime. 
I want to thank everybody for listening to our special episode, our interview series of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And once again, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. Also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. On Snapchat, at Big Meach 41 and soon to be on TikTok. I appreciate everybody listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats.